Welcome to the uh, patriotic edition, the July 6th, but we're recording it closer to July 4th, uh, the July 6th edition of the Relevant Podcast, the patriotic companion to Relevant Magazine <laughs> and RelevantMagazine.com. No offense to our international, many, many international listeners. Now, I know that July 4th is known as Independence Day, and that's what we celebrate. But I also read recently that July is National Hot Dog Month, and Ooh. I also saw this National Ice Cream Month. So that's wow. really what we're celebrating. <laughs> yeah. And it's the anniversary for the 7-Eleven markets. Is it wow. really? Yeah, because on 7 they're giving away free Slurpees. You know, that's what I heard. I, I found no evidence of that on their site. I did find out that it, it's called 7-Eleven because that's their anniversary. I don't really think 7-Eleven updates their site. <laughs> Do they? Aren't, aren't you happy, no. though, that we have the freedom to enjoy all these yeah. things? I mean, back in 2003, they did have... Free Slurpees. I did find something on the web about Free Slurpee Day on 7-Eleven, but I did not find any evidence that this year they're doing it. doesn't mean that they're not, but I yeah. just didn't find any evidence. See, if, if there's three hallmarks of America, it's hot dogs, ice cream, and 7-Eleven. <laughs> you throw in fireworks into that mix, you got yourself a national holiday. They are doing the Simpsons Quickie Mart promotion. They are. See, they did 12 of them, and one of them is right here in our city. Yeah. Um, our fair city. Our fair city, uh, where they made over the entire 7-Eleven to look like Quickie Mart from the Simpsons, including offering the items you would find in a Quickie yeah. Mart. Crustios. Uh, cola. The pink donuts. Yeah. And if it's Squishies instead of Slurpees. And they have an Indian-American guy running the cash register. Yeah. I am not kidding. No. I'm not kidding. Wow. Serious. They have like wow. Not, they have a poo running. <laughs> wow. I will read you the article from OrlandoSentinel.com. How do they get away with that? that? The guy was in on the joke. He thought it was hilarious, and so he had I mean, no problem with it. Is it coincidence? Or no. Did, were was, they like <laughs> you know for for this summer you're gonna have to fire whoever and get an Indian American well, no to be a poo? No, no, no. Like they found another. Um, Guy who was one of their franchisers. So they transferred and, him. <laughs> and they said, would you be up for this and for the month? And he said, absolutely. It'd wow. be fun. Hold on, let me, uh, I will read you the quote. Now, did they make him have eight kids? <laughs> thank you. Come again. Yeah, the front says, thank you for loitering. Please come again. <laughs> Can it, does anyone here a Big Enough Simpsons fan to tell me Apu's last name? That's Petalon. Yeah, see? Wow. I had the, I had the syllables, right? Petalon. That's um, impressive. And his wife is Manjula. The movie isn't without risk, the Orlando Sentinel says. Embracing a caricature of a place known for overpriced unhealthy snacks may not resonate with everybody. <laughs> 7-Eleven, however, says it's a chance to show that the chain also offers healthful options, including fresh fruit and sandwiches. Another potential pinfall is that the proprietor of the fictional Quickie Mart is an Indian-American named Apu, who speaks with a heavy accent. The cartoon is seen by some as playing to stereotypes about convenience store operators and Indian-Americans. <laughs> 7-Eleven said the majority of its franchisees, many of whom are Indian-American, felt positive about the Quickie Mart campaign. Bobby Ramrotten, an Indian-American who is a field consultant for Sin 11, was playing Apu at the Lake Buena Vista store Monday. He said he liked the promotion. Quote, I think it's fun. I don't take it personally. Wow. So if I went in there and was like, what's up, Apu? He yeah. would just love it. He would apparently oh, love I will, it. I will go and I wish we could bring recording equipment in there and go to... <laughs> So you can intentionally try to offend someone? Yeah. (laughs) See if I can catch them. What would Jesus do? Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that I I wish they had that they've decided not to manufacture is Duff beer, which I can understand why, (laughs) because, you know, you're kind of posturing yourself as a, a, it's a PG-13 movie, I think, so it's not. Is it really? It's not squeaky clean. See, what, I know I could provoke him. I could go there and put my face under the squishy thing. Like, remember when Homer did this, Apu? Remember? Remember? <laughs> and just like, I'm just getting mm-hmm. squishy everywhere, you know? I'm sure that would send him over the edge. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, not so funny now, is it? <laughs> He's like, what point are you trying to make? <laughs> I don't even know don't anymore. Even know. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined the Simpsons, dude. <laughs> 
Yeah, Apu ruined The Simpsons. Yeah, a fake Apu. It had nothing to do with horrible writing from seasons yeah. nine through now. Yeah. yeah. What would have been the best is if he actually had a costume and you couldn't even see him to even know yeah. that he was Indian to begin with. <laughs> he was wearing an Apu mask. Yeah. yeah. Like I think it's costume. more offensive that he is. It's then not offensive. Didn't. Yeah. I don't know, is it? Entertainment updates. Movies coming out today, July 6th. We've got License to Wed. Getting killed in the oh, reviews. Oh, I've heard it is, it is awful. Yeah. <laughs> well, it has Robin Williams in it. That's one strike. It has yeah. Mandy Moore in it. That's two strikes. <laughs> if one out of three is the only thing positive you got going for it, and John Krasinski, which is not exactly, you know, he can't really carry a movie by himself, especially when he's got so much baggage he's trying to well, drag behind I've, him. You know? I've heard that he's actually the one bright spot of the movie. Okay. And that uh, the review I read said that the, the one encouraging thing about this movie is it's giving John Krasinski a chance to show what he can do and that he can be a legitimate Hollywood leading actor. I, I wouldn't. I would put him in the. I, I'm saying he'll be the next like Zach Braff. You know what I mean? I like, disagree. You don't think so? I think Zach Braff is uh, more d- d- like leaning where he would like to go. Be more the indie artsy side of things, like the cool music side thing. And John Krasinski is just kind of the next like little heartthrob guy. Luke, Luke Wilson. Wilson. Yes, Luke Wilson. I don't know. I heard that. There you go. I heard that at a. Um, a Death Cat for Cutie show in D.C. Yeah, John true. Krasinski got on stage and played guitar with yes, him for one he song. Yes. So he strikes me as a guy that oh. really wants that kind of Zach Braff. Yeah, I'm Craig. sure he's really cool, but I don't know. I agree. I see him as more of a Luke Wilson type. As far as his career goes. Mm-hmm. Which Luke Wilson's made some great flicks. Don't get me wrong. He's made the last couple years. He's made some better ones than Zach Braff. If you, yeah, I mean yeah. the Wes Anderson movies are are unbelievable. But, but that's because of Wes Anderson, I, I think. Yeah, I mean, Wes Anderson Wilson was great in them. I know. Yeah, but you get Luke out of working with Wes, and he's just another Hollywood guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, think sure. Legally Blonde. Yeah, I know that was a favorite of you guys. So. Home Fries. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, he was in Home Fries. Yeah, yeah. he was. Wow. Old school, he was good in. He needs to fire his agent. Yeah. That's what he needs to do. Yeah, what about that horror movie? It was like it was like that. Okay, <laughs> we've heard that rant. <laughs> and when I when I said he jumped the shark when he got the shark thrown at him. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay. I think that was actually last week. We yeah. talked about that. We Every be, week, we need to be careful about our stories because we've been doing the podcast together so long that we're actually retreading stories. And listeners have been with us so long now; they are pointing out the fact that last week you told the dead roach in the in the Quiznos story, and on April third you said the same story. Ooh. Man. Hey guys, I know some old English. You want to hear it? <laughs> yeah, they call it. I've you never heard these. such a thing before. <laughs> You're two Canterbury Tales. Exactly. Wow. They are astute. They're either that or they're just very, very sad. <laughs> no, social interaction is awesome. <laughs> what was it? No, social interaction rules. Yeah. <laughs> Last week. He wrote back. That guy has some guts. Did he really write back? Yeah, he sent us the direct link to the RuneScape because he wanted us to see how awesome to it prove was. that it was, it was awesome. awesome? I didn't click on it. <laughs> no, it's not awesome. <laughs> oh, and then also coming out in theaters, Transformers. Man. And I have to tell you, the three of us, the three guys saw it last night. Was it more than the Tuesday the, eye? the Tuesday it night. Was so much more. I'm sorry, the Monday night preview. And it was awesome. It, oh, my goodness. It was the best movie I've seen this summer. Well, I'm not surprised to hear that from you, Jesse, but I am kind of surprised to hear it from Cameron. Okay, because I, I don't like big <laughs> no budget, flashy, crap, stupid movies. This thing won me over because of the realism and the fact that the storyline was actually based in reality. Not as dark as Batman Begins, mm-hmm. but they equally wow. brought it, you there and you believed it. It was the That's most amazing. realistic movie you could make about vehicles that transform into robots. Ser- and it was, it, it, there were times where it was dark and there were times where it was actually hilarious. Yeah, yeah. it really wow. was. The writing was really good. I, I am amazed that they found a movie that was written so well that not even Michael Bay could ruin it. <laughs> oh, now, there were four, maybe five, roll your eyes moments. Oh, yeah, he tried. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. But, but I'll tell you that 1% of the movie being corny was so, who cares, I forgave it because the other 99% was so, was so epic. awesome. Wow. Like, literally after the first five minutes. I don't, I don't know if you guys remember how it opened up. Yeah. My, I literally, my mouth was open. Right. I leaned over <laughs> to Adam and said, 
if if nothing else happens the rest of the movie, that was worth the price. Yeah. Of yeah. Just wow. the first five minutes were so awesome. Yeah. That yeah, and and the rest of the movie, even when I felt like, you know the. This is entertaining, and I was kind of wanting more Transformers. Even that wasn't like bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, and I felt like they kind of had to do that in order to propel the story. Mm-hmm. Um, Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf was great. He yeah. was. It was that great. guy is the next John Cusack. That's who he is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've liked him since even Stevens, but I actually. Do you guys remember he was on Project Greenlight? Do you remember? I, really? I have the whole series. That's right. He was on in DVD. The, the first uh, season, wasn't second. it? Second. Second season. Yeah. It, what it, was that movie called? And that's different from Project Runway. Yes. Project Greenlight was the <laughs> HBO series that. Bravo picked it up, didn't they? Yeah, for one, one year or two years. But they it was basically it's um, the Ben Affleck and Matt Damon funded screenwriters and then directors to make a movie. Mm. It was like a $2 million budget. And it was picked up by Miramax. And it was that it was that series, but Shia was the star of the movie being made, and uh, he was he was he was great in that. You know, the guys, he was awesome. Imagine him holding a boombox over his head, playing Peter Gabriel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm telling you, the next John Cusack. Now the 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 movie last night started like when it changed from this could be one of the best movies I've ever seen to okay, I forgot this is a Michael Bay film. Is when the robot started talking. Yeah. Did you, did you notice the change then? Yeah, but I still loved it. Yeah, I yeah. Loved oh, yeah. all the robots' dialogue. I it was, loved it. It, it was a lot like? of fun. It was a lot they of fun. Sounded like the Transformers. Opti- yeah, they- Sam, <laughs> grab the cube, put it in my chest, and we will self-destruct. <laughs> no, I, I will sacrifice <laughs> myself for victory, Sam. <laughs> Yeah. I am Optimus Prime. Okay, when Optimus Prime first rolled up, and it's like oh it's like a semi truck, you know, and it does it doesn't show him transform yet. He just the rolls up cheered. and it's like when he emerged, yeah. and yeah, everyone was just like they were cheering for Optimus Prime Heck yeah. before he even transformed. Okay, because they knew he were, was there. Were there any spiritual parallels? I mean, the high sacrificing, you know, yourself yeah, for the greater good. Spoilers. Yeah, I, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to give. Too much way, but anyone who's familiar with the Transformers, there's okay. always been. Well, like here, this listen. This is coming out on Friday, right? Yeah. Anybody who's going to see the movie has seen it, and anybody yeah. who's listening, who you know, the spoiler ruin it for, they're probably not going to well, see it. And there's always been, ever since the cartoon movie, and I don't want to overanalyze because it, it is Transformers, but there's always been this kind of messianic. <laughs> it was undertone. a toy yeah. first, and yeah. they built an entire right. world around the but, toy. But <laughs> there, don't you think there was always with Optimus oh, yeah. Prime this very Absolutely. like came from another place to be among humans to yep. talk save them, them sacrifice yeah. to Sa- save them from themselves just like yeah. superman <laughs> <laughs> exactly and well, he descends in, in space with his arms and across yeah. <laughs> pattern as he falls to earth john eldridge and you know some other people say every every movie or every good story is a retelling of you know the gospel or yeah in some Bible form of yeah. some sort. Mm. cd's coming out in stores on tuesday July 10th, we have Interpol with uh, the new album, Our Love to Admire. Good stuff. Spoon with Ga 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 Ga. <laughs> Five good. Gaws. I think good. I got it right. Good stuff as well. They Might Be Giants with The Else. And Cademan's Call with Thankful, the mm. best of Cademan's Call. So it's not really Cademan's Call. It's just their label repackaging some songs. Uh, but the best ones. Apparently. Arguably. Some would say. Okay. That'll do it for your entertainment releases and Transformers update and Simpsons update. Up next, Slices. (laughs) The news of your world in under a minute. (laughs) On the European front, allies continue to advance against Hitler and his men. Wave after wave of our brave boys buffet the shores of Normandy. <laughs> That's amazing. Makes me want cotton candy. <laughs> Makes me want some high D-Day trousers. newsreels make you want cotton candy? Yeah. I just want high trousers and short ties. And a fedora. I want a very, very large lollipop. Hmm. And a little spinner cap. Yeah, a sailor hat. And maybe. suspenders with shorts. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, that's just Corky's so outfit. I'm just describing it. Does it remind you of being a young... Oh. Totally unrelated. <laughs> that reminds you of your boyhood. It's like Main Street no. USA at yeah. Disney World. Yeah, Main Street USA. Good old days before we were born. For the last time for eight weeks, 
Here with slices is Kara Davis. Wow, it's the pressure. Better be the best slice. Yeah. Go out on a high note. Well, you guys know tomorrow is seven seven oh seven, the Live Earth concert date, and you know being green and eco friendly is in the news everywhere. It's it's fashion now. It's mm-hmm. a trend, right? Well, um, the New York Times ran a piece this week about how you know all the efforts to buy all you know, green products are really having a, a counterproductive effect on it. And they interview different um, experts and stuff on the subject. And one guy, Michael Abelman, who's an environmental author and longtime organic farmer, says consuming is a significant part of the problem to begin with. Maybe the solution, instead of buying five pairs of organic cotton jeans, buy one pair of regular jeans instead. Wow. <laughs> and they're talking about like, you know, it doesn't matter if you're buying organic food, if you're buying raspberries in January from Chile, it's just not a good idea um, as far as, like, the carbon monoxide output. Yeah. And then, like, you know, if you're thinking of getting a plasma or LCD screen, um, you know, maybe it's best just to keep your old TV instead of just, just, you know, consuming more and more. Or if you're thinking of buying an eco-friendly McMansion, maybe just (laughs) have one home instead of two. Wow. I, it was interesting. I was reading an interview with the founder of Patagonia, mm-hmm. the clothing company that's known for a lot of you know really environmentally friendly things in business. I thought you meant the actual region of South America. Oh, I no, was no. wondering how they could interview. <laughs> Who founded that? <laughs> um, but anyway, they've been recognized for pushing a lot, through a lot of environmental legislation and all that kind of stuff. And they were asking him, they're like, well, what do you think the answer is? You know? And he was like, well, I can tell you, we just put solar panels on the roof on our office. And you should see how much work it took to get them up there. You know what I mean? He's like, I guarantee you, it used the enough energy that we were saving for years just to get the panels up there in the first place, you know? And then, like, he was going on and on about, well, that's not really effective either. This isn't effective. And they're like, well, you sound pretty doomsday. And he's like, honestly, the only thing that's going to really be the solution is people stop buying stuff. And they were like, you're a guy who runs a, a clothing company. You're telling people to stop buying stuff. He's like, yeah, I think that's the answer. If, if the, the real solution isn't in, there's no magical solution. It's really consumption in general. Right. And that's what this article says. And, and outside of that, it's saying that larger scale measures are, are what's needed, um, like fuel efficiency standards raised for all of the industry, which the Senate voted to do hmm. in June. Um, and things like that are going to have a, a bigger effect. But it did end on kind of a positive note. They interviewed this guy who's um, a partner in a market research firm who interviewed people who had bought eco options at Home Depot to um, deck out their houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. They said he was surprised to find that the people they talked to really had a realistic view of what they were doing. They didn't see it as, oh, because we're doing this, we're saving the world. They saw it as a first step as a practice of mindfulness and are seeing it as just one step and kind of a journey of being more mindful of, of the whole issue. So that was good. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of consumption, uh, pastors in South Korea may now have the opportunity for more of that. Uh, Because one of South Korea's top banks actually put out a new credit card just for Protestant clergy that Hmm. will give them uh, breaks on Bible purchases <laughs> allow them to gather bonus points that they can turn into donations for their churches. Do they, do they really think that pastors buy an inordinate amount of Bibles? <laughs> yeah. I only need one. Once again, that reminds me of The Simpsons where uh, Lisa's at the library one time and uh, Reverend Lovejoy is there and he's checking out a Bible. Oh, and the librarian's funny. like, you've checked out this same Bible every weekend for the last 20 years. That Wouldn't it just funny. be easier to buy a Bible? He's like, sure, maybe on a librarian's salary. Oh, oh. 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 Um, That's really funny. But oh. they, they're actually looking at it uh, for, uh, I guess, out of the kindness of their heart. They said, the bank official said, pastors aren't usually issued credit cards because they don't meet credit requirements. We don't expect to make much of a profit out of this. So, uh, and they have notoriously bad credit histories. Who, pastors? Um, oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, this is another country, though, right? 
Yeah, this is in South Korea. I, I'm saying in in the United States, pastors have notoriously bad credit. Do you have facts for that, or are we li- are we libeling? Um, it's. I would say anyone in the industry, as it were, um, and in all my pastoral classes in college, that's all you ever hear about. Is, really? Is it just because uh, the wages and, are so low? And bankers. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I think a combination of that and moving around a lot. Hmm. Um, in fact, there's a saying amongst bankers that you don't lend to the three P's, pastors, painters, or prostitutes. Hmm. Um, at any rate... Painters make good money. Not house painters, art painters. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I could see that. But they're, hippies. Yeah. <laughs> they're looking to... Freeloading uh, hippies. <laughs> um, they said that they introduced painters. the... Uh, Not not artists, house painters Artists are industrious (laughs) members of society Um, But the bank said that it introduced a card to better serve religious leaders And that they're looking to to release similar cards Once they work out some products that would target Buddhist and Catholic leaders Uh, The bank official said We want to make one type of card for all of them But realize that different clergy have different needs yeah, and plus, I'm pretty sure that would usher in the apocalypse. Your one-stop credit card for all religious. <laughs> let, it, yeah. let us just implant this chip, and yeah. you won't yeah. even need this credit card. Yeah, see, they're striking the the all their leaders first. You know? And I'm I am really hoping that it's backed by Mastercard so that they can call it Pastercard. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, thanks. <laughs> um, you know, somebody's listening for the first time. They'll be like, what? Why did you just say Kevin Eubanks? Eubanks. Without enthusiasm. <laughs> That's how I can roll. understand if it was enthusiastic. <laughs> would have made sense then. Uh, um, well, anyone who sees the Transformers movie, either this week mm-hmm. or is going to see it later this summer, will see an interesting trailer um, before the film. In the trailer, it's all handheld, and it looks like home video. It's not really good, high-quality film. Like Blair Witch? Yeah, exactly, like Blair Witch. And you get to see sort of in the background some sort of monster attacking New York City. But it, the way that it's filmed and edited together is really kind of shocking. I remember the, everyone in the theater that we were at was kind of looking around like, oh, what, what's going on? Mm-hmm. At the end of the trailer, all it shows is a date, which is January 8th, 2008. And it says from J.J. Abrams. And there's no name mm. to the film. Um, well, Interesting. Maybe f- they haven't settled on one. Well, at, at 8 o'clock last night Pacific time... A, the film's website, Slash Film, which is a popular destination for movie geeks, saw a huge spike in traffic. And it showed, they, they even showed a chart where their traffic tapers off at 6 p.m., where they said pretty much every day is 6 p.m. The traffic goes. And then through the roof later that night. And they said that was the time most people were getting back to their houses after Transformers and were trying to find out what this J.J. Abrams movie was. Um, and it actually looks like the studio might have baited it a little bit um, and hoping that that would be the, reac- the reaction. Now, there is, no, there is no name for the project anywhere, but it's working under like a code name called Cloverfield. So all these people now have theories that maybe it, it could even be like a lost tie-in, that the plot of the film, which hmm. is some mysterious attack on New York City, could have some tie-in to Lost because of the J.J. Abrams connection um, and some people think it may be even like some sort of Godzilla remake. Um, so it's it generated a lot of buzz, but they're saying it, it wasn't just like a really good trailer, but it was just really clever marketing. Right. And people pretty much took it hook, line, and sinker. Do you think people could access it on their phones, like the internet? Well, the, tra- the uh, Well, the trailer isn't actually available online anywhere yet, wow. which they say is another strategic move that until it's leaked from by some pirate that brings a video camera into the theater. Arr. Literally a pirate. Arr. Yeah. <laughs> from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, Johnny Depp sneaks out. Yeah, um, I've brought to me a video camera to the theater. <laughs> um, that, you know... But that, I meant that spike at 8 p.m. Like, I wonder if people were in the theater with their little phones. Well, they were saying that it was... Um, the that that East was Coast. yeah Pacific time, so it was like three hours difference. So, so the eight o'clock showings would have been going home at eleven o'clock, which mm-hmm. is eight o'clock Pacific, and that's when the gotcha. spike happened. Yeah, so pretty interesting. Also, from a marketing, us uh, East Coasters are just on it. Yeah, yep. I'm hoping that it's uh, a well done Godzilla remake instead of that horrible Matthew Broderick Godzilla remake. Yeah, 
J.J. Abrams, you know, he's, he also did the third Mission Impossible, which I felt like he was dealt a rough hand there, but he it came out well. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I really liked it. So, I mean, it was following the Bourne movies. Did you know J.J. Abr- Abrams is doing Star Trek Eleven? Yep. Yeah. With uh, a rumored cast of Matt Damon as Captain Kirk, <laughs> Adrian Brody as Mr. Spock hmm. and Gary Sinise as Dr. McCoy maybe are, that which really, may be the maybe it was that perfect movie. casting <laughs> yeah. maybe the Enterprise crashed into New York yeah. Yeah, that's what we saw <laughs> but if that's true it may be the most, most perfect casting I've ever heard yeah, of yeah people are really geeked out about that mm-hmm. I, um, heard, I heard Spock will swim with I whales I think you used the appropriate <laughs> the appropriate term there geeked out yeah, yeah. yeah I'll tell you what I can't wait for that st- I mean uh, Rambo <laughs> <laughs> What's Star Trek? I've never heard of it. Um, this is an interesting story. It's actually from Oyster Bay, New York. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> they have great crabs there, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no for the crab cakes. I don't, I don't know why. Um, Oyster Bay. <laughs> well, it was a member of the organization Jews for Jesus is suing the town of Oyster Bay. It's on Long Island um, because they prevented her from promoting the group's message, evangelical message, in a public park. Um, Basically, she filed a lawsuit and said that police actually violated her First Amendment rights by forcing her to leave the park and and giving her a ticket for chatting with uh, a couple passerbys about God. Um, Now, the the incident happened in July. Um, Like last year? um, Yeah, I'm assuming it was July of last year because the story was on the 3rd. when they forced the woman to leave the park because she was approaching strangers, um, it was just outside. Out, uh, I'm sorry, it was just after a, a concert in the park. Um, now the the city has an ordinance pre- preventing people from making, and this is a quote, a speech address or to do any sort of solicitation in the park without a city permit. Now, and she says that she went to go actually get a permit, but they had no process set up. And so that she thinks that the town is intentionally making it difficult to do things like that. And so, you know, because it's a public park, this, she yeah, said she's violating her right to free speech. That she sounds like a totally... Though, right? Yeah, well, even if she was, it sounds like a totally bogus ordinance if they are requiring a permit but not providing Enabling any... Enabling you to get right, one. not providing any way to get one. Like, that just sounds like a bogus ordinance. Well, it's interesting because the city of New York, I don't know if you guys saw this in the news last week... Um, yeah had used the, a very vague language to, to try to get a new law passed in the mayor's office that said if two people are gathered, they cannot... E- Together in the Lord's name, <laughs> there he is in the midst of them. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's actually an ordinance. Yeah. Yeah. But they said they cannot take photographs without getting oh, yeah. a permit and $1 million of liability insurance. It's, but it's supposed to be in one place for more than a specified 30 period. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. But they did, you're right, they made it very, very vague. I mean, one place, that could be Central Park. Well, that's what, um, yeah, that's what some, you know, civil liberties advocates are saying, is that the the person, the people that are passing the law were like, oh, this isn't aimed at tourists, this isn't aimed at families. But they said that, they accused the people trying to get the law through, is like, you've left it purposely vague, so that police have absolute authority in this. Yeah, they can enforce it any way they want. And if you're using, and it has lots of weird specifications, like if you're using a tripod, the 30-minute thing doesn't count. Because you got a tripod. What? And if you're using a tripod, you only get 10 minutes. Uh, or, or something along the lines of, like, if you're setting up lighting equipment, you get 10 minutes to do your pictures. That's including time for setup. Oh, and so impossible. all these weird loopholes that just makes it very difficult for people to just take pictures in public. And it's yeah. supposed to be that's meant for, like, filmmakers and extra large... Like commercial endeavors. Yeah, right. But, but it, like you said, it leaves the door open to... Yeah, and they, they said that they've probably done that intentionally so that police can use their discretion and not have to, you know what I mean? They, they, if they just ex- suspect that you're a part of some sort of commercial film operation, they can go or up to you. Or if they don't like, you know, if, I mean, if somebody's holding up traffic or, yeah, you know, which would be a bad thing too. But Right. But yeah, it sounds just totally bogus. I'm never story. going there again. Yeah, I'm done with New York. <laughs> That'll show them. With the monsters and the oysters. I know. There's just there's too much dangerous there. They're constantly being... But the good thing is you always know that at a moment's notice, Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four are close at hand. <laughs> but but the thing is about the, the speech deal, it's like, 
as, as much as people maybe not like someone walking around the talk, the park engaging in conversation someone about, you know, whether it be religious or non-religious, it's like, you know, whether you like that or not, it's not breaking the law. You yeah. know what I mean? You can't just... Until now. And you're, you can't talk to somebody. Yeah, exactly. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean that... And they said it's a wealthy area. Yeah, it's your right to not listen and not engage them. Yeah. You know? You so it's ing- like you can't... I don't know. It's... It scares me when things start infringing upon First Amendment rights because that affects us as Christians, and that that shows it right there. You know, it shows that as Christians, we we ought to be standing up for First Amendment rights because it it trickles down to us and affects us very deeply. Yeah, because now we're seeing where someone isn't allowed to to spread the gospel. You know, whether we're you know whether you're a fan of contact evangelism or not, that's that's secured. By the Constitution, yeah, you know, and uh, it's it's scary to see those things whittled away under the guise of whatever you know permit they want to, you know, that they they feel like that speech is subjected to, right? And then to not even supply a process for getting the permit, like that's and that, just that's her side of it of the story too. That's true, but one way or the other, I like you said, it seems to be a moot point because she's not soliciting, she's not selling anything. Uh, technically, um, so she she shouldn't even fall under that ordinance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it does kind of remind me of an Onion article I saw one time that said a uh, evangelist saves two hundred people from enjoying day in park. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for slices. Up next, your feedback. Listening to Neil Diamond with America <laughs> today. Uh, Neil, he is a diamond. He's yeah. an American diamond. He's America's diamond. He is not in the rough. <laughs> His voice is, though. He may have a slightly unbuttoned shirt and impressive <laughs> chest hair, but he is not rough. He is all smooth, ladies. <laughs> All right, that's Neil Diamond's America. Can you catch the theme? There's a theme. Can you catch on? Are you catching on? Please catch it. It's a tough one. It's all in honor of Kara's baby. (laughs) (laughs) America Davis. That's a good name. She's coming to America. She is. She is. She will be a Mm -hmm. new citizen. Right now, she resides in the sovereign country of your womb. (laughs) Yes. have my own embassy. (laughs) (laughs) And you sell beer there and let people smoke. (laughs) Speaking of baby stuff, um, the wonderful people here at Relevant Media Group threw me a surprise baby shower today. Right before we record the podcast. Yes. We did it a little earlier in the week because we because you were scaring us that you know you may not make it to the end. So we had, I don't know. We had to uh, we had to do it earlier. But yeah, yeah we're, we we uh, we wanted to give you a bon voyage and wish wish you very very well. I've been really overwhelmed by how many people have written in. Uh, uh, you know, just asking know. about you and your baby. So and, nice. Uh, the listeners really have uh, shown a lot of care and support, and it's been thank you, podcast really nice. listeners. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Most yeah. <laughs> of so it's really nice. Some of it's creepy. Most yeah. so of it is really nice. <laughs> well, it got really weird when I was opening presents, and one of them was a, a nipple brush. It's, it's still not comfortable with this. <laughs> it's for a bot. It's like a bottle brush and a nipple brush for bottles. But there you were did lots- not explain that. Yeah, yeah. There, there were lots of men there at the baby shower, and they immediately, immediately looking for like, the exit. I know a lot less about this process than I thought I did. <laughs> oh. But other than go, that, it was bed. wonderful. And we all had to. Uh, one of the games that that Maya did was we all. There were nine diapers, and the nine diapers had baby food put in them, and you had to guess what baby food it was by smelling or tasting. 
what was in the diaper. And I, I got five out of nine. Both Jesse and Adam were women and wouldn't even try. Yeah, we... we I No, I did what try. Did we, they were we're, girls. Oh. No, we, I, were, we were women. In other words, all the women actually tried. <laughs> no, they didn't. Um, None of the girls did it. No, None I know. Because they were smart. I did try. Women are smarter. I got to the first diaper, and I literally had an involuntary Ooh. dry heave. He, he I, did. He sounded like a cat about to throw up. He's like... I will tell His you green this. Peas. Even talking about it, I feel like I might throw up. So, can you imagine if I'd actually smelled any of those? Yeah, several of them were green, so it was very realistic. Several were brown. One smelled like barbecue sauce, and I, to this day, swear it was barbecue sauce. Jesse thought one of them was catfish. No, no cat food. You tried to. Get, oh. He was trying to say cat food, but catfish came. Out. It works too. It was something fishy. It. it I could have sworn it was fish, but it was actually chicken and chicken broth, but it smelled like cat food. See, guys, this is all, you know, pre-digested. I mean, just think about what I'm going to have to go through in the actual diaper. I'm willing to bet those prunes will pretty much be exactly the same. I think (laughs) they'll be unchanged during the process. Right. Uh, Little known fact that baby food prunes smells exactly like barbecue sauce. <laughs> I mean, that was the one. I could not place it. We had just eaten barbecue for lunch. I swore up and down this was KC Masterpiece. And apparently it was prunes. So if you run out of barbecue sauce, yep. you know what to do. <laughs> just whip out the prunes, mash them up, pre-digest them, and stick them in the jar. Yeah. So now that we're all feeling kind of sick, <laughs> I know. Yeah. let's tell Perfect these segue. gross my, food My stories. stomach is actually yeah. a little soured. And yeah, I didn't have any problems. Yeah, back there. I don't feel so good. Well, I, I'm like, if I, I knew if I smelled one more, I would ruin the party. It's all, it's all, all watery yeah. in my mouth right now. Ooh. Oh yeah, it's that pre-vomit water. <laughs> my eyes started watering. That's Does that ever happen to you guys? Like, oh, no, I, I need some air. Well, I'm, I'm so thrilled that we actually, um, he's been on the cover. Mel Gibson emailed oh. us. <laughs> really, Mel Gibson. It's actually well. Wait a minute. Melissa Gibson. Oh, oh well, that's surprising. I'm, maybe that's I'll, what Mel stands for. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe he is Melissa. I don't know. She had a funny story about fast food experience. I'm going to. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, hold here. on. We need to tell people who are listening this week that didn't hear last week's. The question was: uh, We were talking about some bad experiences at Arby's. And so the question was, have you guys ever had bad restaurant experiences? And uh, please do tell us. And we've gotten a lot. So apparently a lot of bad restaurant. Now, sadly, half of, the, half of them were from people who worked at the restaurant and, yeah. and allowed mishaps to happen. Did you note that an entire thread opened up on the message yes. board defending Def- Arby's? Defending Arby's. Wow. They had no idea why you guys were calling it a bad restaurant. <sighs> Man. They said, we love it. It's better than the alternatives. But Arby's kind of entices you by being different. It's like, no, you're not going to have a McDonald's mm-hmm. experience here. And then you get there, and it's like, ha ha, here's a sandwich we sat on. Arby's oh. is always a little hot, and everything's wet when I go yeah. there. It's a little like Golden Corral. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, it's sauna. It's like, it, it's, it's not, not so. It's not no. so hot that you're. It's like like four degrees too it's warm. A little too. No, hot. no. I'm saying I'm saying sauna as in humidity. Yeah. And yeah, I I have this thing, this theory and that the, I don't even I don't believe in purgatory, but I think that Golden <laughs> Corral is a lot like purgatory. Why is that? That's delicious. Because though. it's not hot as hell, but it's definitely uncomfortably warm. Yeah, um, especially by the meat bar. Yeah, there's a lot of fat people in purgatory. <laughs> a lot of the lot elderly. Of, yeah, a lot of elderly. Octogenarians. Yeah, and and just the overall mood is like, well, this is what I get, huh? Yeah, this is why I <laughs> just waiting to die. Golden Corral. Yeah. <laughs> the last time I went to Golden Corral, anything to do on a Sunday. I made a conscious decision. I could not go back there because I remembered. I remember this vividly. Sitting in my seat, and I looked around, 180 degrees around the room, all the way around me, and all I saw was people's rears spilling over the seats and i thought they're eating here and so am i that's the path i'm on well do you remember the the lewis black thing where he said that his health club is the international house of pancakes because when you're feeling bad about yourself you go there and there's always no matter how fat you are there's always someone who weighs 400 pounds more than you will ever weigh at the IHOP. Yeah. So it makes you feel better. And IHOP, it goes the same thing. It's like when the people are cleaning, quote unquote, the tables, it's like this person with like this wet rag that has all kinds of stains and just like yeah. just slopping it over your mm-hmm. table. Yep. 
to give the appearance of cleanliness when really yeah. she could have been in there in the bathroom yeah. with that thing. It's dirty mop water. Yeah, yeah, that would be insinuating that the bathrooms got cleaned ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's never even seen the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. We have bathrooms. <laughs> so, well, so, good Lord, we're so horrible. Now, you know, six months ago, we had a dead to me list of celebrities. <laughs> I think we should have a, a restaurant dead to me list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Arby's I mean, is there. Yeah, Arby's Corral is, is there. Yeah, it, IHOP. Waffle House. See, no, now, I no, like hold IHop. on. IHOP to me, I enjoy for the kitsch factor. There's a there's a 1971 IHOP around the corner from here. Hasn't been touched or updated or painted since then. They're using the same rag, and I love that place. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. That yeah. place is is it's like and, you're walking into another movie. And I like love a movie the ostentatious attitude of calling yourself the International House of Pancakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you have. Like diplomatic immunity or something. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not an embassy. Mm-hmm. It's pancakes. Well, they needed you know? something other than Hop right. as their name. Um, <laughs> well, you know what's dead to me is Johnny Rockets. Really? Because mm-hmm. it's like you get this tiny hamburger for $8. Yeah, the service is bad. Yeah. Everything's super expensive. And all the food is just... It's just okay. Mm-hmm. It's not even as good as Steak and Shake. Their whole gimmick of the dancing waiters annoys me because I'm like, can I get my freaking refill? Will yeah. you mm-hmm. stop dancing, yeah. please? Because you're making everyone in this restaurant, they might be laughing, but it's an uncomfortable laugh because everyone in here is weirded out right now. Yeah. I don't know how to react <laughs> they to do. a bunch of line dancing waiters. <laughs> okay, here's the dilemma. When I'm in a restaurant and they all start singing near me, all right, I got my food there. I know they don't want to be doing it, so I don't want to make eye contact with them. Make them feel bad. But at the same time, I don't want to just stare at my plate and them think I'm ignoring the dance. You know what I mean? So I, what am I supposed to do? Like join look them. at their feet? You know? Join them. That's a great idea. It's always it always ends up becoming like a, like a real super awkward like, like shifty uh, eye thing. Like oh, I'm looking at you. Go. I'm looking at you, burger. You burger. <laughs> just um, make it end. Yeah, or like at Cold Stone. Like every time you tip them. They have to dance, and it just it feels so exploitative, you yeah. know. Like dance monkey, here's here's a dollar, <laughs> you know. Like I honestly, every time I want to give them a dollar, like, don't dance, okay. please, just don't don't oh. dance. Anyway, Mel Gibson, here we go. Um, she had an awkward moment at a McDonald's. I'm going to paraphrase here, but it was on April 20th of this past year that her and some friends with, and she was with her 21 year old brother. You know, they went to McDonald's, got a bunch of stuff. Her brother ate a Big Mac. So after that, they had some errands to run. They they went to... you got to go straight home after you eat a Big Mac. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's your first you, mistake right yeah, there. Yeah, you plan that into your day. Yeah, you're done. Like, stop that. back at home two hours. Yeah, yeah. nap. <laughs> so you, they yeah, actually... That's your last stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they had a long, hard day. Just end it with a Big Mac. Yeah. Um, they actually met some friends later at a Waffle House, and they said mm. that her brother just kept spinning on the bar stool and acting crazy. So after that, they went to a super Walmart. He was going nuts at the Walmart. And so uh, they said that he really wasn't acting like himself. So they went home and they actually Googled some stuff and think that he may have gotten a Speed Mac, which they feel like they said it was, if you remember back to the beginning of the story, it was 420. It was April 20th. And so they feel like. I have a hard time believing this, first of all, because like. A McDonald's employee is going to waste their speed on yeah. some person I'm, they can't even see the effects of. I'm going to say it, Mel Gibson. I don't believe you. Yeah, I, I completely. No, it's not that I disbelieve you, Mel, um, at all. I believe your story. However, I have to think that it there wasn't anything necessarily bizarre in that Big Mac. It could have been a variety of different things that caused that. And especially after you Googled it, the rest of it could have been psychosomatic. Yeah, exactly. Like what? Like the WebMD effect. All I know is the Speed Max I've had. I have had to pay good money for. <laughs> I certainly did not get them at retail price, <laughs> and I never received them. Yeah, unaware. they don't give those away. No, it'd be stupid. <laughs> to. It, makes, them it makes no fiscal sense. <laughs> Clark Langstrack. Sorry mm. about that last name there. Um, he has two stories from Arby's. I'll share the first one. He said I, he was a work. He was working there. He said, I was using a deli slicer one night to slice a too small piece of ham. As you might expect, I ended up slicing off a bit of my thumb. Uh, oh, no. I don't like where this is going <laughs> at all. As I was getting bandaged up, the shift leader and other employees looked in vain for the missing thumb slice. They never found it. That cannot be true. No, I, I believe him. I believe him. I, I believe that more than a speed Mac. Sue Puhala. 
Hello. <laughs> uh, she tells a story about Chinese buffet that she and her friend went to to celebrate the end of a semester while they're in grad school. So they go to this Chinese buffet, and her friend decides that she wants something a little bit sweet to kind of uh, end off her meal. And so she goes for what looks to be some kind of pudding with apple slices. Could it be whipped cream, marshmallow fluff, vanilla yogurt? <laughs> well, her friend takes a heaping spoonful, take, takes it back to the table, takes a big bite, and it's mayonnaise. Oh. Not even Miracle Whip. Mayonnaise. Ooh, straight up mayonnaise. And uh, they continue to visit this same Chinese buffet because evidently they don't follow the old once bitten, twice shy uh, axiom. At any rate, they continue to go to this Chinese buffet, and they found out this wasn't just a mistake. Evidently, this is always on the buffet line. And she brings up that this is not a good idea in any country or culture. <laughs> I, was at a, I was at a Chinese buffet, sorry, that, um, and at the end of the buffet line, they had ice cream, like in a, in a little you know, freezer thing. And one of the flavors was sherbet. And I had this devious idea. <laughs> To go back in the buffet line and grab the wasabi and switch it out for the sherbet because they're exactly the same color. I did not go through with it because I'm pretty sure if someone took a huge bite of wasabi, <laughs> they could actually sherbet, die. I could kill them. But how funny would it be? It, it actually has the same physical effects as a speed mac. <laughs> I got one here from Sam Turnberg. Uh, he's from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Well, there's your first mistake. <laughs> um, here's your second. He and his wife uh, went out to IHOP with some friends, speaking of IHOP. Uh, it's 10 o'clock at night. His wife needed strawberry pancakes. Where else are you going to go? So the place was almost empty. He thought, cool, maybe we'll get some decent service. They were seated immediately. They sat down and looked at their menus. After about 10 minutes of waiting, they realized that their waitress wasn't anywhere. Again, they're virtually empty. After another five minutes, she ran out of the kitchen in a panic, out of breath, obviously embarrassed. She asked, so are you guys ready to order? Um, my wife gave me a look, he says, that said, be nice. So I gritted my teeth, just gave the girl my order. Another three or four minutes passed, she brought us our drinks. My friend Andy had ordered milk to go with his pancakes. After a few drinks, I noticed something pinkish on his glass. As his, as his hand left the glass, we all saw a set of hot pink lip prints on his glass. Ew. The waitress had apparently grabbed our glasses from the dirty dishes. Oh. Needless to say, he oh. lost his desire for food. A few minutes later, he saw the waitress grab a bunch of plates from the window. They were the only people in the restaurant, so he assumed it was for them. I watched as she quickly... Uh, attempted to lift the tray and then obviously everything fell to the ground she looked up thought no one had seen her she promptly walked out and told us i'm sorry our, our cooks are really slow tonight it'll just be a few minutes more we finished eating and got up to go we left the girl a few pennies why pennies he says no tip means oh they may have just forgotten we left pennies because we wanted to show her how much her service was really worth oh, oh, man. oh wow dude sam Harsh. sam i mean you, you are the glasses. worst kind of person now, did, did <laughs> I, kid, I, I kid sam i kid no I, we one, don't. once once we had such horrible, i've never done that horrible service like unapologetically horrible service that my dad actually left exact change like went out of his way to leave exact change I, there's one part of that story. Did I hear wrong? He wanted a glass of milk to go. To go with no, his to pancakes. Go with oh, pancakes. I was going to say. <laughs> who orders a glass of milk to go? Like, oh, it's really hot out. I'm going to get some... That biker on the run. Yeah. He just, he just <laughs> you know what's almost as bad as getting your food really slow? And I think Jim Gaffigan even got the, brought this up, is getting your food way too fast. Like, <laughs> alarmingly fast. Like, when once again, when I went to Arby's last week, I order my food, they hand me my receipt, I step over... And it is all sitting on a tray. <laughs> Good for them. They like, worked hard yeah, for the money. But say, there's like five different food items there. I'm like, there's no way this is even remotely fresh. I thought when you're talking about you're it's eating not. like an actual like sit-down restaurant, what do you expect at Harvey? Well, you know it's, it's free. Yeah, there's right. only goodness, so many even, menu items. I know, but goodness, even at Taco Bell, at least it takes a couple seconds. Like, I want a couple-second buffer so I know that this sandwich hasn't been sit- have you, sitting there since like I, last Tuesday. Have you ever peeked back there at Taco Bell and watched them make the tacos and they bring out a caulk gun full of sour cream? <laughs> yeah. and it's like, it's <laughs> weird. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, I didn't need to see that. <laughs> yeah. Some things are better left to the imagination. Yeah. Well, on the flip side of bad services, um, uh, rude customers, um, Kiki P. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. Kiki P? Kiki P. Come on. <laughs> That's the name on here. K-E-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-K-
K-E, and then Kiki, P period. She writes in quite a bit. Oh, P period. So it's P not, period. Okay, so it's like Pritchard or something like right. that. Kiki Pritchard. Let's go with that. Okay. Um, she says, I work at Starbucks in Destin, Florida, if you're ever in the area. And one day a couple came in and, two, and ordered two large frappuccinos. I made them, gave them to the couple who smiled, thanked me, and walked off. About five full minutes later, the man came back. The man came back in with his half-finished frappuccino and told me that he wanted caramel on top of his and that he wanted me to completely remake his drink. I didn't have time to because of other drinks, so I asked him if I could give him a recovery coupon instead, one that would allow him to get a completely free drink next time he came in. He told me he supposed that he could do that and that I should make the drink anyway and then huffed off. Immediately, the woman came back up to me, set her all but finished drink down, and said, I wanted caramel, too. I better get a free drink. I tried to point out to her that she had already drank all of hers when she pointed at her Bluetooth and said, Do you see this? I have important things to do today. Can you just give me my free drink? Oh. I never felt more worthless uh, in my life. Bluetooth! <laughs> my gosh, it infuriates me. And it's people like that that make it so ridiculously and, angry. And because do, you don't have such important things to do that you can't use your hands. And this is a phenomenon. Like, Why is it that people like this are drawn to the Bluetooth? Oh, why, I know. Well, because they think like it says flag. something about them like it's a status symbol. And, and yeah. they're what drawn it says to them. is you're a jerk. No, they're drawn to Starbucks as well. It's right. true. Uh, so this is a pretty horrible <laughs> fast food experience. Uh, this is secondhand, but Lindsay Best says that her husband's best friend said he actually watched a cook. Wait, Lindsay Best? Yes. But it's her husband's best friend. So is the person in the family... The best best friend? The best best friend? Yes. Okay. But the person is not a best themselves. They're I just a best friend. Firsthand. Of the best. I don't know that first. They're not of the best. Okay, so they could actually be the best friend in the family best. The best family. It could be. Okay. Family isn't your friend. Oh. That's <laughs> true. Can, you can't pick those. You can't <laughs> pick your friends. Um, <laughs> at any rate, uh, he watched a cook walk out the back door of Taco Bueno throw up in the yard, wipe his mouth on his apron, and then walk back into work. (laughs) That's dedication. But uh, she said her... That was Taco Bado. (laughs) Taco Malo. Yeah, no bueno. (laughs) Taco no bueno that day. Um, Her worst fast food experience was uh, she and her friends were in Colorado, and they stopped at McDonald's. And so this customer is sitting there. He starts to get really angry about having tomato on his double quarter pounder. So he asks for the manager, and he's getting very loud and belligerent. Uh, The manager comes up, and he says, hey, there's a hair in my burger. And so then he starts throwing fries at the manager, right? That's logical. Right, exactly. After being hit with a few fries and somehow keeping his cool, the manager is like, well... If you'll give me your sandwich, I'll fix this situation. The guy hands it over. The manager slowly opens the wrapper, takes the bun off the top, spits into it, puts the bun back on, wraps it up, and hands it to the guy. Mm, and man. I just say, bravo. Yeah. Bravo, I manager. I, I don't care who you are. You don't deserve to get French fries. Tonight. I know. That's ridiculous. You know? Bravo, Mr. Manager. Um, I have one from Ryan Aid. And he said it was... Uh, and what? Aid. E-A-D-E. Aid. 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 Is he Scottish? Aid. Possibly. I know that he was on vacation for the years. Um Alex Big. This one, this one is actually pretty terrible. They went to they went on vacation for New Year's Eve, and they went to a Bob Evans parenthesis, a sit down mm. casual dining restaurant. Of course, oh, we, we know Bob, Bob Evans. No, no explanation needed there. <laughs> no, Aid. buddy, come on. And he said that him and his sister both got the turkey dinner with Sprite. So well, there's both, your first mistake. They both had Sprite. They both had the same thing for dinner. And they said it tasted a little funny, and they felt kind of weird after. So the next day, um, they they go mall shopping. All of a sudden, he sees Wait, his they're sister. shopping for malls. <laughs> yes. They are, they're mall moguls. <laughs> <laughs> Mag- magnates, if You've you never will. heard of the Eid mall, mall mogul? Eid. <laughs> Yade. I'm going down to the Eid mall. <laughs> And his sister gets violently ill and starts throwing up, and it's just bad. So he's this like, is the next day. This is the next day, and so he's like, they're Man. looking for malls. 
and she gets ill. She gets violent. He observes this, and he starts to feel a little weird, so he leans up against the pillar. All of a sudden, well, he wakes up in an ambulance. Apparently, he passes oh out. Oh, my goodness. He, when he passed out, his gl- he fell and hit his head. His glasses broke six stitches from wow. the glasses piercing his head. He wow. said that it, they both got violently ill. We're in the hospital, and they suspect it all went back to that turkey. Either that or the speed. Max. Why didn't they feel bad that night, though? Yeah, it seems sometimes like food poison. It, honestly, it does take a while sometimes, especially with. Uh, well, well, see, I thought you were going to say he's going to lean up against the pillar and, like Samson, he, you know, like <laughs> the mall <laughs> came crumbling <laughs> down, and they thought, "Well, we're not buying this one." <laughs> <laughs> we. I, the one time I ate at Bob Evans, I, I had a friend working there, and so I went there to, you know, pick her up. We were going to hang out at the mall. Okay. But, um, so, so I you was just gonna going exactly the, the same yeah. same story. Scenario. We had turkey and milk, whatever they said. And you guys no. were going <laughs> to buy. No, I. But I, when I was waiting on her, um, I ordered a, a cup of hot chocolate. There was a piece of lettuce in my hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> at least it wasn't like something disgusting, that's, but it was wrong. Well, Laura, that's just garnish. You're not. <laughs> yeah. to well, that. maybe you had the hot chocolate salad. Yeah. That you- <laughs> Is this a southern delicacy? <laughs> It's funny. I went to high school with a guy named Bob Evans, and Aww. it was like during a field trip. And they Poor actually, guy. the school, the bus pulled over to go to a Bob Evans, and so everyone tried to get Bob Evans a free meal. And they, would not, they, they would not do it. They showed him the driver's license and everything. Just go by Robert. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Exactly. So what's uh, this week's? What's the Kara uh, Davis farewell editorial question of the week? Well, this weekend, the uh, the guys are going on a road trip, which they'll tell you about in a second. And this is the season for road trips, so we want to know your best road trip stories. Mm. Give us some more stories. You guys are great storytellers. So it's not like catastrophes and disasters. It's actually like some epic ones, you know, yeah. like just some great. Some good road trip ideas that you've done or interesting things that have happened to you on the road trips. Cool. Um, and also, if I know we've mentioned this before, but we actually have a contest going on um, that if you take a road trip this summer, film it, send us a two-minute reel from your journey, and you'll be entered in a contest to win a Garmin navigational device. Yeah. Now, your two-minute reel of your journey has to include a kick and soundtrack by, by journey. journey. Mm-hmm. I knew that would be your requirement. But Don't Stop Believing is no longer fair game since the Sopranos used mm-hmm. it, it's become so trendy. So you have to use something like Wheel in the Sky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so send in your road trip stories to editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com. Uh, we'd mentioned a few weeks ago the guys and I are going up to Nashville this weekend uh, to be at the call event. And uh, if any of you are in the area, you should hit us up on the website and let us know if you're going to be at the event. And uh, we'd love to uh, see you, hang out. Go and, to Bob Evans afterward? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> or the IHOP. Golden Corrals or Golden Corral in Nashville. <laughs> and, uh, and then we're heading over to the Creation Museum in Petersburg, Kentucky, which is south of Cincinnati. Yeah. But we're of course, check not, that out. Not before an epic stop in my hometown. Bowensboro. For barbecue. That's right. All right, so that'll be next week's podcast. We're going to actually try and record it from the road, so it'll be a little bit different, and we're going to try and distract you to the fact that Kara is gone, and we'll be gone for the next eight weeks. We uh, we wish you all the best. We're excited for you and Madeline and Jeff, and uh, Jeff's her husband. <laughs> Not some random guy. Dear sweet Lord in heaven, don't leave us. <laughs> no matter how much we're preparing, no matter how many lists you leave and plans of actions for all sorts of emergencies, we're still absolutely terrified. I fully all expect right. to show up to the office. Well, we're getting back on Wednesday. I fully expect to pull up, and for no reason, even, it's just on fire. <laughs> oh man it started in her office yeah and yeah, she like, went there to put out the fire so. as soon as you walk out it's just like <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh darn it Kara had a really well laid plan for a fire emergency we <laughs> don't the, know how to or, handle this or literally the building just collapses like it just like teeters over like a house of cards <laughs> like we lean on the column out yeah. front we wake whoa, up in, a hu- whoa, in an ambulance oh yeah. <laughs> But all the best. And I know that if you guys want to send in your well wishes to her, just email them to us and we will make sure that she gets them. And we will also be announcing um, the happy day when, when it happens. We'll cool. announce it on the website and, and make sure everybody who listens to the podcast knows. I have grand plans of, you know, 
bringing my laptop and the, the, it was just free Wi-Fi there and having the camera and like immediately downloading all these pictures of the baby. I don't know how realistic that is, but <laughs> that's my plan. So you have a blog, right? Do you mind sharing it? I mean, do you want to, you have a oh, blog? Like yeah, uh, davisbaby.wordpress.com. And um, I thought I'd probably jump on the relevant blog, too, at some point. Cool. And uh, we're already getting a lot of emails, so I know people are going to miss you. Uh, probably not as much as we do, or we're going to miss <laughs> you, but um, they'll miss you nonetheless. And the podcast won't be the same for the next two months, but listeners, don't give up on us. you got to help us see it, see us through the storm. You can't, you can't abandon us. You guys have some exciting things in stores. We're, we're yeah, going to try okay. and... <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna try some things that you wouldn't let us do normally. So yeah. <laughs> we're about to, yeah, it's about to go downhill really <laughs> fast. <laughs> All right, so I guess that'll do it for the uh, Kara Davis farewell patriotic Transformers edition of the podcast. And next week we will be on the road. Stay tuned for that. Uh, I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Kara Davis. I'm Ab Smith. I'm Just Carey. We'll see you next week. And Kara won't. Dear sweet Lord in heaven, don't leave us.